Hello, I'm Brad J, and you're listening to Brad J Plays. This is the podcast where I teach you how to play a medium to heavyweight game. Uh, I normally would say here that uh, you know I'm going to start with a breakdown of the game and then teach the game, but I'm not teaching anything today. It is my PAX Unplugged wrap-up episode. Um, so I know I said I was going to do a mini-episode every day of the con, uh, <laughs> but... Um, I did do the I did do the Friday episode, but then uh, Saturday was something of a disaster. Sunday was kind of salvaged, and I uh, I've been just tired and mildly sick all week. So uh, please forgive me that my wrap up didn't come right after the con, and I, I didn't do enough mini episodes. But um, yeah, Pax Unplugged it is it is a wrap, and um, you know what there were there were there were a lot of good points of the weekend, and I'm gonna focus on those. But just real quick. Uh, PAX this year was a, a little disappointing to me just because, um, there were, there were just some missed opportunities, I feel. I had trouble, so, I have about, I don't know, about, like, ten friends that go to PAX Unplugged. I know a lot of people that are there, and I had plans to play games with a lot of people, but there was just some miscommunication. I talked about this on Friday, and, um, the same thing happened on Saturday, where there was just a lot of miscommunication, and... You know, some people want me to play a game, and then I was going to play a game with other people, and then I go over and they start a game, and then I find the first person there in a game. Um, I also, I tr I was trying to get into pickup games for most of the weekend, and I've always had really good luck just finding people that were looking for group um, because it packs unplugged. If you don't know what I'm talking about, okay, if you haven't listened to any recent episodes, uh, I went to Pax Unplugged this past weekend, the Penny Arcade Unplugged uh, board game convention in Philadelphia. And uh, it's a yearly thing. This is the third one. I've loved it every every year up until this one. And um, not that that's a fault of the con. And uh, yeah, this is this is my wrap up video. And if you missed it on Friday, so I said I ended up at the convention center for the last like five hours. I was there by myself, not being able to play games. Um, Pax Unplugged. If you don't know, they have an expo hall where you can go look at new games, demo games. But for me, the big draw is the free play area where you can go and just play games. There's a lending library, and they have a first look part of that area where they have hot new games set up, and you can just go look at them and play them. Um, so in the past, uh, they have they have flags you can get that say looking for group, and you know if you want to play a game, you can go around with to look for people with those flags. And unfortunately. Um, this year, even when I found people that had those banners, I had I, no one I found would let me in a game. I think it was just a matter of a lot of games had just like filled up and they didn't take the flag down. But like I got no sir to every table I went to. It's like <laughs> so it was a little frustrating. Um, and then Saturday also there was just miscommunication um, throughout the whole weekend. There's also a weird phenomenon where with different groups of people. About five or six times I taught a game, or and sometimes even played like a one round of a game, and then everyone wanted to quit. And uh and a very, very frustrating experience. Um uh, you know, uh Pax Unplugged is largely my release valve, you know, because you go you know, I'll have a board game day, and people will come over in the afternoon, we'll play games till late, but it's a little different when you go to a con and you're playing games from ten in the morning to twelve at night, three days in a row. And it's um it's really, for me, it's really, like, the one time of the year where I get, like, it's just, like, a huge release and, uh, you know, uh, really, just really, um, uh, really good mental health-wise for me to just go and be able to, 
you know, just dig into some new games and play games with a bunch of people and just play games nonstop. And this year I played, I think, seven games over three days, which is less than I played at my last, uh, the last game day I had in my house. So kind of, kind of, um, kind of disappointing. Uh, not that it was any fault to PAX. It was just a lot of bad luck. On top of things, Friday and Saturday night, I slept terribly. So I don't know what it was. I have a memory foam pillow at home. And the uh, the hotel, it was nice. Uh, well, we'll get back to that in a second. But it was mostly nice. But the pillows were very soft. And uh, even sleeping with three of them piled up, my neck was hurting in the night. Um, I woke up with all sorts of aches and pains. I barely slept. I felt like I was dying all weekend. I was coming down with something. I was frustrated. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of a train wreck weekend. Um, also in the hotel room, I'm brushing my teeth, uh, on Saturday morning and I look in the mirror and there is a huge roach crawling up the door, um, which I, you know, promptly smashed with a, you know, uh, wad of toilet paper and flushed, not before taking a picture, sending it to the hotel and saying, hey, hey guys, what's, what's going on? Thankfully the hotel... They promptly, uh, they promptly actually refunded my entire weekend. We're like, we're really sorry, um, you know, with this, this, you know, doesn't, we're not roach infested, we promise. It was a nice hotel, so it was probably just an out, outlier roach, but, um, yeah. So, there was a lot going on this weekend that was less than optimal. But you know what, now that we have that out of the way, let's just talk about the optimal parts of the weekend and what was good. So, um, so if you missed the, the Friday recap episode, I, I said that because I couldn't find anyone, I ended up just playing BIOS Genesis solo for a little bit to learn it. And then Saturday morning, uh, I met up with my friends Pete and Val and, uh, we played BIOS Genesis, the, the Phil Eklund epic game of civilization where you're taking mankind from cavemen to, you know, to, to modern man. And, um, it's a game that has tons of symbols. If you don't know, Phil Eklund is like this like eccentric genius designer who like was a rocket scientist and makes these games that are more simulation than game. Although I would say there was definitely a game here. Um, and yeah, Bios Genesis is there. They just came out with a second edition, so I was really excited to get to play it because a lot of times these games are uh, it's hard to find people to play. <laughs> Uh, because they're so overwhelming, and the rule books have not been written well in the past. But Bios Genesis, the new edition, has a fantastic rule book, pretty easy to learn. Um, most of the most of the game is played through actions, and you'll get cards during the game that give you more actions, and those are represented by symbols. And if you just look at the cheat sheet that has like forty symbols on it, you'll probably like uh, uh, collapse. But um, but really, you just need to learn like the five or six starting actions, which are like place a pawn on the board, take a card with a pawn on it. They're super simple. Um, so, and that's how I taught the game because I read the rule book in advance. So I taught it, you know, uh, just do those actions and look at the things on the board. Here's the general gist of things as new actions come out, deal with them then. And, um, uh, it was, it was just me, me and Pete Val decided not to play and just hung out with us. But, um, me and Pete played and, you know, we, um, you know, we, we had a good time. We had fun. Um, it was a, it was a good game. I won, but just barely. Um, but you know, as you know, from listening to this podcast, I, you know, I don't really care too much if I win or lose at a game. I just like playing 
And uh, Biogenesis, I would gladly play again, you know, even if I hadn't won, because it's a fun game. I may be buying it in the future. Uh, yeah, really exciting game. And I backed High Frontier on Kickstarter, Phil Eklund's Space Epic game, or Epic Space game. And uh, you can play a campaign game where you take Bios Origins to High Frontier, uh, which is such a cool idea. I can't wait to do it. There's actually two games that happened before Bios Genesis, or um, Bios Origins, <laughs> There's Bios Genesis, which is like, um, you know, life first popping up on Earth. Bios Megafauna, which is like prehistoric plants and animals, uh, you know, spreading over the Earth and evolving into different creatures. And Bios Origins, the one I played. So you can play all four in a campaign, which is insane. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Bios, um, Bios Origins, good game. Oh, and I forgot, before that, we actually, like... We got to the convention center early, made a beeline for first look. Um, while we were waiting to get in, we played Exceed. I talked about getting some. Uh, we we got some Exceed packs to demo, and I had the um, I had the little the little demo pack with Ken and Ryo in my bag. Um, so I broke that and we played that. And really good. Uh, if you like card games that are fighting games, then that's how this is. Very simple. Of um, you know, take action on your turn. The most common action being play a card face down to strike your opponent. You both flip it over, and highest speed hits first, and the cards will do things. Uh, the game plays very quick. It's very fun. If you've played BattleCon, then you should be able to pick it up easy. Um, I really like this game, and I can't wait to I can't wait to try out more Exceed decks other than just the starter decks. Um, I, I busted that out a few times in the weekend, the Ken and Ryo decks, and, uh, or Ken and Ryo, I'm, I'm not sure how to say it, um, and we played with that, um, yeah, so Exceed will be a game where I keep decks on me at, like, cons and events like that on, on a regular basis, but, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> so the convention center, so that morning we, we made a beeline for the first look, and we got to play It's a Wonderful World, which is a... A drafting game where you are in a utopian future and you're trying to make it more utopian really the theme does not matter in this game because it's it's you know uh, it's a drafting game and a lot of times drafting games are not uh not, do not have strong theme to them and this is definitely in that camp but uh it's a wonderful world so you're you're drafting cards and then you so you draft cards and then after you've drafted seven cards, you can all of the cards you can discard for a single resource, or you can put them in front of you to construct, and they all have a cost. And then depending on what cards you've constructed earlier, um, everyone generates resources, and you put those resources on the buildings to build them. And once it has enough resources, you move it to your to your I don't know what's called your command zone or whatever. And um, at the bottom of every card, there's a little row of resources, and then you'll generate those resources. So it's kind of like Splendor in a way. Um, it, it really felt like a cross between Seven Wonders and Splendor, where you know you're drafting these, you're drafting these, these, uh, you're drafting these these cards that will give you more resources to play more cards. And the first, at the end of the first round of the four rounds of drafts, you're like, I'm not going to be able to play anything. This is like this this game. How are you going to? I mean, how how are you how are you supposed to do anything in this game? And then by the end of the turn, you're just like, you have so many resources and can play so many things. Uh, it really snowballs. It was a fun game. I liked it a lot. 
I was actually wandering around the the expo hall later, and I uh, I went by the booth where they were selling it. I was talking to the guy, and he's like, have you played this? I've got a really bad sales pitch. Do you want to hear it? And I'm like, sure. And he's like, do you like cubes? Because this game has a lot of cubes. And I was like, haha. And he's like, yeah, I've been telling people that, and uh, I haven't sold many. I'm like, uh, okay, booth guy. Uh, <laughs> maybe you need to maybe you need to go back to the drawing board. I don't know if he was like just someone the company hired on for the weekend, or if he was like a regular employee or the designer of the game. But um, I did get it. I did get a kick out of his description. I'm like, why don't you just say it's like a cross between Seven Wonders and Splendor? And he's like, oh yeah, I guess. Um, seeming somewhat disappointed. Um. Yeah, so It's a Wonderful Life, then we played Bios Genesis, uh, then there was a, a very large chunk of the day where it was just um, wandering around trying to play games. Um, I'm trying to think if I did anything else during the day other than wander around and try and find people to play games, and also start games, teach them, and then everyone not want to play. I don't think I did anything else Saturday except for wander around... Uh, very frustrated because we couldn't get a game going. I couldn't join in a game. It was um, <laughs> it was unfortunate to say the least. So, uh, yeah, that that was my that was my day on uh, on Saturday. Um, we did start to play this game towards the end of the day. I really just wanted to play like a game in the first look or or a heavy game. Um, we start to teach uh, Tristamigus, which is the uh, the alchemist game. One of the guys in the group didn't re wasn't really into it. Um, I thought another guy at the table wasn't into it, but he later told me he would have been into it. Um, you know, he it was just I was also very tired, and I felt like I don't know. Sometimes when you teach a game and it's obvious one person does not want to play that game, you just feel like you feel, or at least I feel bad, and I felt like. I, there was a lot going on in that game, and yeah, so we we didn't get to play. I would have liked to keep playing. I I did <laughs> I did teach the game um, because I read the rules and watched a rules video. It seems cool. You're 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 an alchemist and you're transmuting things, but we didn't get to play it. Uh, other game we didn't get to play that night was this Sinister Six Spider-Man game where you're um you're all members of Sinister Six, and I I was totally. I did not want to play this game. It didn't look like my kind of game. And, um, yeah, I was tired and a little cranky. But I was like, okay, I'll play it. I even learned it. I got it set up while everyone went and got food. <laughs> and um, it's like a game where you have these four city cards, and the city cards have different symbols on them. And below them are face-down Spider-Man cards. Um, and then on your turn, you can either... You have a bunch of action cards in your hand. You've got, like, five or six action cards. Um, one has a special power, and the others have two symbols on them. And when you there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of symbols that may or may not match on the city cards. So when you um, on your turn you you can play play your card and any symbols on your card that match the symbols on the city card you'll put on there, or you can um, you can discard a card just to like to pass around if you want, or you can just pass and get captured, and then. You go through the entire card, and then any Spider-Man cards, you'll flip them over one at a time, and they'll either add or subtract loot to the card, because there's a loot on the card, I forgot to say. And um, they'll have symbols, and you'll have to match those. And if all the symbols on the card are matched, anyone that didn't pass gets to draft the loot that's on the card. Um, but during the game, you don't get your action cards back, and there's four of these city cards, 
and you're not going to be able to fill up all of them. Depending on how it comes out, like, you may only be able to fill up, like, one card during the entire game, depending on what other people do. So, like, you know, we played it, and, like, the first turn or two, it's like, oh, this is, this is actually, like, a really clever, like, I have to decide what I want, and do I want it, how far do I want to go? Does it look like everyone else is going to fill up this card? I'm like, oh, I only have one thing on here. I guess I'll, I'll cut my losses and pass. But we played one round, and everyone's like, this game sucks. Let's not play it. <laughs> and then they, um, yeah, we picked it up and, and did not finish the game. But it seemed cool. Uh, Sinister Six. I would, I would like a chance to play it, but since you know my play group did not like it, it's, it's doubtful I'll ever get a chance to play that one again unless I buy it and play it with people. I mean, it was, it was an interesting game, but it wasn't anything groundbreaking. Um, yeah. So Saturday. Uh, Man, yeah, that was that was my Saturday. I ended up going back to the hotel that night around like ten. You know, I could have stayed there and tried to find a pickup game, but I had such abysmal luck. And then Saturday night, I did not sleep very well. I ended up uh, waking up in the middle of the night and sitting in my hotel room, uh, incredibly tired but unable to sleep, <laughs> playing Terraforming Mars on my phone. Um, which, you know, the Terraforming Mars board game app, board game, you know, if you're listening to this, I don't think I have to tell you Terraforming Mars is a board game. Uh, the Terraforming Mars app is out. It's very good. I recommend you pick it up if you like Terraforming Mars. Uh, it's good. It's good. I may delete it off my phone because I'm playing it too much and it's, it's cutting into my productivity. Um, yeah, so... You know, I was up early, so I was Sunday morning. I was like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna go to the convention center super early. I'm gonna get in line and I'm gonna demo Oath, the game by um, the game by Cole Worley, who or, who designed Root, an infamous traffic John Company, um, really cool game designer. Uh, I love Root. My, you know, the first episode of the podcast was teaching it, and Oath is a game that has legacy elements where the game will change because it's um it's about civilizations and and you're kind of trying to control this area but what happens in one game will change the next so if there's a you know i don't know if the the local leader is taken out of power and i haven't played this this is just from what i what i understand from reading about the game but if the local leader is taken out of power then the next game may be very uh the board may be less stable and there may be warlords all over the board or something so um, seems interesting. So I get in line, I get there, make a beeline for it, and um, they're like, oh yeah, he's not doing it till 2 today. I'm like, ah, oh, great. So I'm wandering around, I'm like, you know what, I normally don't like demoing games at cons because, you, you know, you, a lot of times you don't get to play the full game, and I want it to really dig into some games. So I'm like, I, I'm just going to demo stuff. At least I'll get to play something. So I go over to the Capstone game booths. Um, they've got a lot of games that look really cool. Um, and they put out Pipeline, which is another game I absolutely love, so I'm like, ah, yeah, I'll go see what they have over there. Um, and they had Bus Setup, which is a Splatter Spellin import. Uh, Splatter Spellin is a Dutch company that prints games at a, uh, prints games in low print runs, and they're imported, and they're, because of these things, they're also very expensive. And, um, yeah, uh, but they re they recently allowed a company for the first time to reprint one of their games, and that company is Capstone Games, and they reprinted a game called Bus. So I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'll demo it. And um, I walk up, I'm like, hey, are you demoing this here? And uh, the guy's like, yeah. And then there's these two guys standing there, and they're like, well, we have the game. If you want to play a full game of it, we're looking for a third. I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. 
<laughs> so uh, I met these guys, Andy and Chad, and uh, we went off. We played a game of bus. Uh, Andy and Chad, let me just say up front, if you're somehow listening to this, um, if I wasn't dead tired, I would have I would have plugged the podcast. Um, unfortunately, I did not. I was very bad at self promotion this weekend because I was I was tired and frustrated. Um, but I'm always bad at self promotion, so it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so they um uh they they broke out bus. We played bus. It's a um it's like a root building game where you're trying to deliver people around, and um it's a very tight game. It uh it felt like a heavy game. It was it was a pretty heavy game, but it it played very quick and it was still pretty simple. I was blown away by this game. I don't know if it was the game of the con. It it could be the game of the con, but I really liked um I really like Bios Genesis too. Um yeah, so bus it was really good. I actually ended up buying a copy of it. They had it on sale a uh, show special, so I was like, you know what? It's a little pricey. But if there was a splatter, like just a regular splatter at this price, I'd be like, whoa, what a steal. So um, I picked up Bus. It's a beautiful game, too. Uh, this copy is fantastic uh, as far as the production quality. And uh, really fun, like, route building, pick up and deliver sort of game. You know, you're, um, you're running bus routes around the city and... Uh, the city also has a mad scientist in it who made a clock that can stop time, <laughs> uh, which is weird, but somehow it works with the game. And yeah, just a really fun game. Highly recommend it. Uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, after that, the the they were like, um, we were talking about other games to play. They had another game. I forget what game it was, but they had another game that they wanted to play. And like, they're like, do you want to play this game with us? I'm like, sure. And, um, and then... Uh, they were talking about, uh, one of them mentioned Flotilla, and I was like, oh, I played that yesterday, that game's great. And they're like, oh yeah, I, uh, Chad was like, I bought it, and I haven't got to play it. And I'm like, do you want me to teach you? And they're like, are you serious? Would you? I'm like, yeah, man, let's do it. So, um, he went to his truck, uh, to grab Flotilla. Um, me and Andy stayed behind and played this, t this game, Town Builder Co- Co- Covehaven? Covehaven? Oh, I feel bad. I don't uh, I don't remember what the name of that was. You know what? I'm on my computer. Why, can, why don't I look it up while I'm recording? Um, so I played this game, Town, Town Builder, where um, it's a two to four player game where it's a it's a card game where you are so you have a, a row of cards, like a market of cards you can buy. They all have a cost to build, and at the bottom they all have one or two resources. And on your your turn, you take two actions, and the actions are take a card and put it in front of you sideways. It's a it's something you're building a foundation, or you can take another card and put it upside down, upside down under your one of your foundations so that the resource is, is sticking out. And then once once all the um once once a card a foundation has all the resources it's it needs, you discard those. And you turn the card right side up and put it off to the side. So, and then you have a building, and the buildings are worth points. And there are also bonus points based on, you know, what kind of, um, you know, what kind of buildings there are in the board or what, you know, things like that. Um, and, yeah, it was, a, it was a really, like, a really fun, clever little game. Uh, it was, like, it was very simple, but it felt like it had a lot of strategy, even though it was, it was pretty light. Um... I really liked it. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun playing it. Uh, in fact, I, I actually I went and I bought the game because I liked it so much. Um, I did not buy the deluxe edition. 
uh, which had like a, a play mat and a really nice box. But um, I didn't I didn't like it enough to buy the deluxe edition. But I did like it enough to buy um, I did like it enough to to buy the game there at the con. A really fun game. Town Builder Covorden is the game by First Fish Games, which is a company I've never heard of. Um, I'll get back to First Fish Games later, but uh, yeah, really really fun game. I liked it a lot. I would uh, I would recommend that you, you pick that one up. It looks like this is the only game the designers ever made, too. Uh, or the first game, I guess I should say. Um, yeah, so that's good. So, finally, uh, Chad gets back. He's got Flotilla. We set it up, teach it. Uh, I liked Flotilla even more the second time. It's it's an interesting game. Um, if you didn't listen to my last episode, we played Flotilla the first day. It's a game... It's, it's essentially Water World City Building Exploration game. Um... It's a it's the type of game where on your turn you have a hand of cards and uh, the cards are all actions and you play one and you go around playing cards every turn you just play one card and take the action and one of those cards will pick up your other cards and you can get more cards and you're trying to explore the ocean. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's a really fun game. Uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm not being very descriptive because I'm saying everything's like really fun. It was really fun. Okay, uh, arbitrary rankings right off the top of my head. Here's why I would rank everything I played at the con. We would say Bus, Bios Origins, Flotilla, Town Builder, It's a Wonderful World. That's my rankings. That's my rankings of the Jeez, I only played that's that's how many games I played at the con. That is that is sad. Um <laughs> so yeah, uh, but everything I played this year was was good. So even though you know, even though the year uh, this year was kind of disappointing in some ways, at least I got to play a lot of games that were, um, or at least all the games I played were fun to play and good games. Um, so after that, Chad and Andy uh, had to leave. They had planes to catch in places. To, you know, they had to drive home, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, I'm like. I wander around the expo hall. I'm like, I'm going to go around. Maybe I'll buy something. I did buy both Town Builder and Bus because I liked them a lot. Um, I bought some other cool, cool geeky stuff, some pins and whatnot. Uh, I got a, a pin with Garfield dressed as a wizard holding a 20-sided die, which is one one of the, the most ridiculous items that I've ever bought. Um, and... Um, yeah, and as I was wandering around, I came on the First Fish uh, Games booth and came upon the First Fish Games booth. Um, I didn't realize it was their booth at first. I was just distracted because there was a game with a bunch of meeple ducks out. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, oh <laughs> wow, look at that. Um, you know, um, I may have said this on here, but Amber, my fiance, is uh, a big fan of of uh, birds in general um and whenever i see a game with birds or a bird theme i'm always like i'm always like oh it's a bird game um yeah ducks in tow was the name of the game and it's actually on kickstarter now and it's a pickup and deliver sort of game kind of like a light game that's a pickup and deliver game where you're picking up ducks and uh <laughs> you're trying to uh collect i guess it's more of a set collection game because you're collecting sets of ducks and the game has these cool little meeples with like a uh, clear track behind them where you can put ducks. So uh, you'll go and you'll feed ducks food and then the ducks will follow you around. And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, they they showed me a brief demo. I'm like, wow, this game looks very fun. I actually already backed it on Kickstarter. So 
Um, yeah, ducks in tow. That that was cool. I didn't end up demoing anything else, but I did walk around. I had some awkward conversations with uh, with game designers. So whenever I meet someone who does a thing I like, I'm always the most awkward person in the world. It's never like, oh yeah, you know what? I I thought I I thought role player had some really interesting mechanisms. I really like how how it's such a simple concept but there's a lot of strategy a lot of strategy mixed in there and it doesn't overcomplicate things i just instead i meet the guy that designed role player i'm like wow you game good you good man it's <laughs> it's uh it's it's not good but i did meet some game designers who designed games that i really liked and um you know babbled at them for a little bit so yeah, that was that was fun. Um, finally, to end to end out the con, I uh, found Dean and Chris, who were on the pre-show episode. You may remember um, uh, they had met up with a friend of theirs, and they were playing a uh, they <laughs> they were playing Town Builder uh, Town Builder. Uh, I already forget how to say it. Coavden. Covorden, Town Builder Covorden. I'm never gonna remember that name. Um, yeah, they were playing it. I was like, "Oh, is this game any good?" And as they, um, as they're telling me about, it, I slowly pull my copy out of my bag, and they're like, "Oh, okay. I guess, <laughs> I guess you liked it too." I did. Um, uh, they were leaving soon after that, but their friend Becky was actually staying, and uh, I was like, "Do you want to play? Do you want to play a game?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah. You want to play something heavy?" And she's like, "Yeah, heavier the better." I'm like. Oh, this is wonderful. This is fantastic. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? There was a game in the lending library, Antiquity. Uh, it's super heavy. And, uh, you know, she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So we go. We set it up. We get it all set up. We learn to play. And then <laughs> and then uh, a con volunteer comes around. And they're like, if anyone has any games from the lending library, they're due back now. I'm like, oh, another game that we set up and then just didn't play. <laughs> But at that point, you know, you have to laugh about it. Uh, it was fairly ridiculous. Um, yeah, and that was the con for me. It was uh, it was a mixed bag because, like I said, every game I played was good. Um, you know, I had some good experiences wandering the expo hall. It was fun playing games. Uh, we ate at Reading Terminal Market every day, and Reading Terminal Market in Philly is this giant, like, farmer's market where you can find any food you possibly want right across the street from the convention center. And, man, it is it is always a wonderful experience eating there. Um, so, you know, it, it, the con had some good points. It had some low points. Um, you know, uh, Andy and Chad were the heroes of the convention. They saved the day uh, by letting me play three games with them. So I wasn't, um, you know, I didn't have a, you know, complete, completely miserable time the whole weekend. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, that was that was Pax Unplugged. It was a little bit of a down year, but you know, still some fun stuff. Came back with some with some fun some fun gaming swag, and um, yeah, you know, I'll go back next year. You know, every year can't be a grand slam, I guess. Uh, there's always more conventions down the road. So that was it for for Pax Unplugged, and um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I will say as a footnote, when I got home, I had the nice little surprise of having the uh, the Terraforming Mars expansion I kickstarted come in the mail. Um, and it looks cool. I haven't played with it yet because it was just, you know, a couple days ago that I got it. But um, it adds, like, some, some sort of a, a pseudo-politics system, and it comes with new player boards. And um, 
yeah, uh, I'm excited to play that. I love terraforming Mars. I <laughs> yet another time in this in this uh, episode where I mentioned a game that was a, a previous episode game, but uh, terraforming Mars, great. So this game, you get to you get to you know help decide what the world government is going to. Uh, what what agenda they're going to push it um <laughs> reading the rule book i kept thinking i wonder if i wonder if uh if if alex jones is uh is still alive in the in the terraforming mars universe and still angry at like the world government dear god the one world government is sending people to mars against their will they're grown babies and cows um <laughs> i don't know uh yeah so I'm on a tangent now. I've lost it. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's my mini episode. Next episode, I'm going to... Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do on the next episode. I actually uh, completely forgot. I I have a couple games that I'd like to do an episode on. Um, I, I really liked Bus. I would like to teach that. That would be a good one to teach. I would be, be happy. Maybe I'll teach Flotilla. That was fun. I've played it twice, taught it once. I think I could, I could probably handle teaching that one. It's a hot new game. I still want to do Predaporter, Passive Glory, Food Chain Magnet. You know, they're all they're all on the docket. So I might do a um I might do another another uh, not another because the last episode I did was Pax Renaissance, but I might do a uh, a medium weight game teach next uh, rather than jump into another heavy game right away. Um, but what you know, whatever it is, it'll be out at, at some <laughs> at some point. I know I'm very professional here, so. Um, yeah, that, that, so that's it, that's it for, that's it for this episode of Brad J Plays. Um, you know, as, as always, uh, you know, like me, if you like, <laughs> like me, if you like this podcast, you know, like it on whatever podcast app you're listening to, you know, uh, review it, give me a good review, or I guess a bad review if you thought I did a bad job. Oh, jeez, I'm really bad at self-promotion. No, just give me a good review. Give me a five-star review. There we go. That's what you got to do. Five-star review comment. This is the best podcast about board games that I've ever played. Um, yeah, comment that. And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, hey, uh, my email is bradjplays at gmail.com send me an email if you have a question about uh i don't know board game related rules question whatever send me an email and hey if i get enough emails i don't know i'll, I'll do i'll do some a mail segment or mailbag episode i i don't know i don't know i'm i'm no professional here um i'm also on gamingwithswag.com where i review articles i actually um in the next week or so i have an article about uh, best games to play with your family popping up on the site. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a fun, a fun article. Lists are always fun. So hey, you know, check that out. Listen to that. Wait, no, read that. Whatever you do on a on a website, one of those crazy websites. Okay, uh, I'm bad at ending. <laughs> I'm bad at ending these things. So gamingswag.com. Brad J plays. That's it. That's all I got. Till next time. Peace out.